You may be seated. You may be seated at this time. I'm going to ask at this time, we have a, a little special something for the kiddos. For the kiddos of the church, raise your hand if you're a kiddo. Okay, we're going to check IDs here. If you, if you consider yourself a kiddo in the church, I'm going to ask you if you could just, mom and dad, if it's okay, if, if the, all the kiddos could stand up and come sit up front, I'm going to just have a, just a little chat with them, just between us. Just between us kiddos. Come sit down here, guys. We're going to scoot back, scoot back, scoot back, scoot back over here a little bit. All right. We have some good-looking kiddos who are here tonight. Yeah, absolutely. So, question for you guys. Did, did you guys get your coloring book before, when, you, when you came in? No, okay. No. So, if you did not... You can get one on your way out, or maybe the ushers can help you get one a little bit later. So how many of you guys, this is Christmas Eve, how many of you have opened your presents already? Um, I've opened, well, we're going you, to open them next weekend. Oh, so, okay. How many of you are going to open presents tonight? Okay, how many of you are going to open presents tomorrow? How many of you, you know, how many of you, can, somebody can tell me why we give each other presents at Christmas time? Yeah, why do we give presents? That's right. God gave his greatest gift of his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our, for our sins. So you know what I always like to do at Christmas time? I like, when we sit around at, with my family, we sit around and we read the Christmas story. And so I think tonight, I think it would be a good idea if we are reminded of what Christmas is all about. And I found a video, because you guys like to watch videos. We're going to watch a quick video, and then we'll have, some, we'll have a little conversation after the video. But I want you to point out, I want you to find the part that you like the most in this video. Okay? Go ahead and show it, guys. There's this girl named Mary. She loved God, and she loved things stuff. One day, an angel appeared. Mary was so surprised and kind of scared. But the angel said, don't be scared, you're going to have a baby. And then Mary said, how can I have a baby? I'm not married. But the angel said, it's all right. The baby will be God's son, Jesus. Mary was supposed to marry a guy named Joseph. She said to him, look, I'm going to have a baby. Joseph was pretty surprised, too. Because he didn't know how to be a dad. But he wanted to take good care of the mom and the baby. Right before the baby was going to be born, Joseph and Mary had to go on a long trip to a town called Bethlehem. But it was okay. Because Joseph made sure that Mary didn't have to walk by herself. But when they got to Bethlehem, it was so full of people. Nobody had roof on them. They tried one place. And 
getting to other place. At the last place, the guy started to say no. Then he said, wait, I've got a place for you out back. But you gotta be okay with animals. There weren't even any beds. But it was nice and warm. When Mary had kisses, they wrapped them in cloth. And put them in the animal food dish. No one else knew about Jesus yet. But there were some shepherds just outside of town. And some angels showed up. The shepherds were like, oh no, what's happening? But the angel said, don't be scared. I have something really, really awesome to tell you. God's son Jesus has been born. He's in Bethlehem. He's all wrapped up in a blanket. The shepherds were super excited. So they got everyone together and ran to find Jesus. They were really glad when they found the right place. They were like, is this where Jesus is? And Mary let them come in. And they even got to hold and cuddle the baby. Sometime later, some kings were living far away from baby Jesus. But God sent them a special star. The kings followed the special star a long way. A really long way. A really, really long way. The star showed the kings right where Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus were. They even brought special presents for baby Jesus. Then everybody had a big party. Because they were so glad that God sent baby Jesus. That night was the best night ever. It was the best night ever. It was the best night ever! It was the best night ever. Did you guys like that? The best night ever. So what did you like? We're quickly here. What was the best part? When Jesus was born. Yeah, what was the best part? When everyone, when it was that? When they all fell down about Jesus. What else did you like? When they praised him? Yeah, I did too. What else? Yes. Yeah, when they cuddled with baby Jesus. One more. Um, I liked when the angels showed up and Mary was like super surprised. Yeah, when, when Mary was surprised. Yeah, isn't that wonderful that Jesus was born, that God would send his son Jesus to the earth for you so that Jesus could live in our hearts. Did you know that? That that's where Jesus wants to live. He wants to live inside of your heart. How many of you have ever invited Jesus into your heart before? You've done that? You've done that? Yeah. And that, that changes everything. It makes it the best night ever. Well, listen, we are so glad that you guys came down tonight. I'm so glad you guys came for the Christmas Eve service. Did you like the video? Yeah, so now you guys, now that you know the story, tomorrow when you sit around the Christmas tree with your family, say, hey, 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 I got a story I want to tell everybody. Let me tell you a story. Will you guys do that? 
All right. Well, listen, we have, uh, you guys did a great job. We have a gift for you. That if you've not got those coloring books already, I think uh, Miss Heidi is going to get those for you. But you guys go back to your mom and dad. And if you don't get it uh, right away, we'll get it to you. All right? <laughs> Thank you, guys. Give these guys a hand. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Everybody is excited about Christmas time. Excited about this? How many of you have opened your presents already? We have any of those families who have opened a present? How many of you, as soon as you get home, how many of you are like right now, hurry up, get this over with, come on, cha-cha-cha. All right, well, I got a message for you today. We're going to talk about what Christmas is all about here. If we can just invite God's spirit, we thank you, Lord. We thank you again for your gift, Jesus Christ. It's you are the reason for the season. And so, Lord, we pray that your word, we pray that your spirit would be the loudest voice that we hear tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. And first of all, I want to say Merry Christmas to all of you. I may have just a wonderful time with family and friends, and some of you have a little time off. You know, because Christmas is the time that we celebrate God who comes to earth through his son, Jesus to set you free from your sins and to give you this thing called life, life more abundantly. He, he also comes to give us this thing called peace, peace, a peace that passeth all understanding. You know, I like how the angel Gabriel, how he spoke to Mary and, and he spoke of this prophecy that he gave that, that was given to him by Isaiah some 700 years earlier. And he said this of, of Mary, he says, all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. He said, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel. I love this part. They will call him Jesus' name is Emmanuel. And that means that God is with us. Do you believe that? God is with us here today. We've been, we've been doing a sermon series here this past month focusing on this, this scripture passage here and we've been talking about what that means and it, I'll just kind of catch you up real quick what it means. If, if, if God is with you, well then that means you're never alone. And I don't know whatever situation you might be going through tonight, maybe you feel very much alone, but I want you to know if God is with you, you are never alone. We also turn, we also discovered that when God is with us, that makes all things possible. And I don't know what impossible situation you might be facing tonight, but I want to remind you if God is with you, all things are possible. And then we talked about last week that God is with us even in the midst of our challenges. And sometimes we go through challenges in life. And again, Christmas time for a lot of people can be a very challenging season. But I want to remind you that God is with you. And he's right there. He is the answer for many of your challenges that you're facing today. So tonight, on this Christmas Eve night, I want to talk to you about God being with us. And he's on a mission. And God's mission is to come and to bring you peace, to bring you peace. This wonderful evening where we celebrate Christmas, I think for, for many weeks we've been preparing. Some of you, you, you are just like, oh, I got one more day and then I get to relax, I get to rest. But we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate 
this child that God would send into the earth, this little town of Bethlehem to this couple, Mary and Joseph, in, in the most majestic, miraculous way. And he came to earth to bring you hope, to bring you peace, to bring you joy, but more importantly, to bring you peace. So, so what is this all about? What is this all about? How many of you this year, you feel like you have got the greatest Christmas gift to give to somebody? How many of you have you've got the greatest gift? How many of you have ever received you'd like the all-time greatest Christmas gift before? A few years ago, uh, we were in a car situation, and uh, so I, my, my daughter needed a car, and therefore I needed a car, but I just was reluctant, and I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to buy a car. And so... Uh, as we're opening our gifts, I open a box and I get a key ring. And then I open another box and I get a key. And I, I thought, why did you get me a key? <laughs> and I was escorted out to the driveway and there in front of me was the car that I had been eyeing here for, for some time. My wife had gotten me a car for Christmas. How many of you have ever gotten a car for Christmas? That was a pretty sweet gift. It was the greatest gift of all time. And so you ask people, what is it that you want? You, what do you ask people? You interview people. Hey, what is it that you want for Christmas? And you always have that one person who said, if I could have anything in the world, what, does anybody want to guess what they say? I, I would like to have peace on earth. You get that one person and are like, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. I was going to say that, too, right. What is peace? Peace is the absence of conflict. Jesus came to give us peace, the absence of conflict. And, and we know what conflict is. Some of us might be going through a conflicting challenge, a conflicting argument in a relationship. Some of you you might be sitting next to conflict right now. Some of you, you may be, you're gonna to go to a family event and it's gonna, you know, there will always be conflict and you just wish there would be peace, peace on earth. And isn't really, isn't peace really the one thing that all of our hearts are longing for? Isn't that why we do so many of the things that we do? Isn't that why we buy the things that we do? We work and we struggle so that we could have peace. Some people think, if I could just be more organized, I would have peace. If, if I just tried a little bit harder, if I just worked a little bit more, if I just had more things, if I just had that one thing that so-and-so had, then I would have peace. And then, and then what happens is we obtain that thing, we get it, and we have it, and maybe we have peace for just a little while, but it goes away. And then we discover there's, there's something else that if I had that, then I would have peace in my life. So, so let me ask you this question. What if we really could obtain peace on earth? Or what if this? Maybe, maybe we could never have peace on earth with all the wars and where people are at. But what if you, what if you could have peace in your heart? Despite everything that's going on around you, the chaos and the confusion, the, the, you could still have peace in your heart. I think there's no better example of this than I, I saw this, uh, this story years ago, a story called The Christmas Truce of 1914. You see, in the midst of World War, filled with carnage and chaos, for a few hours, 
peace invaded earth on Christmas Eve. I want you to watch this video and we'll talk about it. Otto. Please meet Otto. Freut mich. Rose, as she's called. Um, it's schön. Um, it's schön. Christmas night, in the midst of a war, in the midst of chaos, God brought peace, all revolving around a little child some 2,000 years before. German soldiers began to sing in their trenches, silent night. The English soldiers heard this singing, and they began to sing in English. Something began to happen. All of a sudden, there was peace, peace in this valley. Men woke up the next day and hesitantly began to walk out of their bunkers. 
and they greeted each other in the midst of that battlefield, which they called no man's land. They merge out, merge out of their trenches, and they, they begin to share with each other food. They begin to share with each other candy and cigarettes. They even showed pictures of, of their family and their loved ones. So instead of conflict, instead of war, they chose to exchange gifts, and they fellowshiped, and they, they played sports together. It is estimated that, this is a true story, it is an estimated that over 100,000 soldiers along that western front on that day, they laid down their weapons and they shared Christmas together. On that Christmas day in 1914, a reminder that God is with us through the birth of his son, Jesus. It caused a ceasefire in the midst of a world war. No matter what storms are raging in our lives today, God wants to bring you peace. No matter what war, no matter what chaos and conflict seems to be going on in your life, God is a God of peace. As a matter of fact, in Isaiah, it prophesies who this child is, Jesus. It says, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. For some of you, you really could use the Prince of Peace in your life today. Some of you, you've lost a loved one. Some of you, maybe you have gone through an illness or you have a loved one who has just gone through a traumatic illness. Some of you are struggling with addiction or depression. Some of you, you're struggling in your marriage. No matter what your pain or your, your conflict, there is with us the Prince of Peace who has come to give us peace in the midst of our storms. So my question to you on this Christmas Eve is this. What if Jesus really is the Prince of Peace? What if the real mission that Jesus came to this earth, the Prince of Peace, was to come to a chaotic world, a chaotic life, a chaotic situation, and bring you peace? You know, the more I look in, in, in the life and message of the Prince of Peace, the more I see the way that the peace is given to each and every one of us. Romans 5.1 says, the Apostle Paul tells us, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus, our Lord, has done for us. Can I ask you tonight, I don't know where you are in your faith journey, those who are watching online, I don't know where you are at, but I wanna ask you, and only you know in your heart of hearts, only you know it's between you and God, do you have the peace of God in your heart? You see, Paul explains to us that we have the peace of God. We, we obtain this through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. God's peace, like so many other things in this world, we think it comes, if I just had this, we think from the, it come peace, we think comes from the outside in. Where Jesus tells us, no, 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 it happens. Peace happens from the inside out. And so tonight I want to talk to you briefly here how to know and have the peace of God in your life. How you can have the Prince of Peace in your life. First of all, first of all, you have to humble your heart. 
Having the peace of God in your life, you have to humble your heart. Remember in this story, the video that we just watched here, the soldiers. In order for them to have those moments, those hours of peace with each other, they had to humble their hearts. They had to stop their fighting. They had to lay down their offenses. They had to forgive one another. They put down their weapons and they chose to trust and they stepped forward towards each other. Luke tells us this in Acts 3.19. He says that if we will humble our hearts, we humble our hearts when we repent. Let me explain what that means. He says in Acts 3.19, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Repent. We humble our hearts before God by repenting. That sounds like one of those harsh Christian words, but let me explain what repentance means. Repentance means is to first of all recognize I am going in the wrong direction. The, the, the where I'm going with my life, this is only getting worse and it's not going to get any better. And, and I need to humble myself and say, stop. Some of you, that's the greatest thing that you could do this Christmas season is just stop. Stop the chaos. And it's recognizing that, wait a second, I'm going the wrong way. I've made the wrong decisions. And I need to turn. The word repentance means to turn, to turn from the wrong way. And I'm going to start to turn towards God. I love this, what James tells us in in James 4, 8. James tells us, if you will come close to God, God will come close to you. Let me say that one more time. Some of you, you needed to hear that, those who are watching online. At this Christmas season, if you will humble your heart and you will come close to God just as you are, messed up, bruises, brokenness, addictions, strongholds, depression, hurt, pain, unforgiveness, if you will just come to God, God will come close to you. The Prince of Peace. Second of all, if you want to know and you want to have the Prince of Peace in your life, number one, you need to humble your heart and come close to God. Number two, receive God's gift. You remember in this story as the soldiers met in no man's land, that's what they called that valley that they met in, they met in no man's land, they gave freely to each other gifts of food and candy and chocolate. They just, they just here. No, 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 no. You, you don't have to pay me. No, 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 no. I, I, it's yours. I, I know you don't deserve it. I, I know you have been my enemy for so long. Here, I, I give this to you. It's free. It's a, it's a free gift. And that's what, that's what the apostle Paul tells us about salvation, Salvation, because some, some of you, some of us, we have been trying to work, we've been striving. If only I can just be a better person and I'm, I'm just gonna do this enough and God will just think I'm good enough and he'll save me. But Paul says, no, it's not that way. He tells us in Ephesians 2, he says, God saved you by his grace. And that happened when you believed and you can't take credit for it. It is a gift from God. Some of you, you needed to hear that tonight. 
God's grace, God's salvation is a gift from God. It's a gift from God. Grace, the word grace is to receive something you don't deserve. You don't deserve it. None of us here tonight, including myself, we don't deserve God's grace, but God says, no, listen to me, I love you. I love you with an unfailing love. In fact, I love you so much, I'm gonna send to you my son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. Even when you reject me, you ignore me, you avoid me, I still love you. Some of you needed to be reminded of that this evening, that God loves you with an everlasting love. And he gives you the free gift of salvation. You can never earn it. You can never attain it. The way that you receive God's gift, listen to me, is by faith. Paul explains to us what this looks like. He says that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and if you will believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You're here tonight, and you want to receive God's gift. It's about confessing that you're a sinner and you cannot save yourself. It's confessing that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I confess that. It is believing that Jesus is who he said he is and that he did what he said he did and, he's going to, and he can still do it today. And it is a receiving that gift of salvation. I just receive it. Some of you right now, you can receive God's gift. Say, God, Forgive me. Come into my life. I receive the gift of your salvation. Some of you are like, it cannot be that easy. It is. We've been watching some of these videos here in the sermon series about this gentleman, and he refers to himself as the Secret Santa. How many of you have heard about Secret Santa? For about 15 years, he'll go into a, a, a city or a town that is impoverished. And he will take out of his bank $100,000. And he will make it his mission. He'll go through the streets and he'll find somebody. Here's $100. I meant to say $200. No, I meant to say $300. I meant to, I want to give you $500. Just giving it to people. Just randomly. And they're like, what did, what did I do? I, I didn't do it. I, I don't deserve this. It's a free gift. You know, you know what the thing is about a free gift? You can't buy a free gift. You can't earn a free gift. It's free. It's free. So tonight, again, we're talking about if you want to know and you want to have the peace of God, you want to have the peace, uh, the prince of peace in your life, number one, you have to first stop and humble your heart. Acknowledge that you need God. Number two, you need to receive God's gift and you receive God's gift by faith. And number three, you need to let them lead. You know, the, the most disturbing part about this video, the part that just bothers me the most about this video is the end. When all of a sudden you hear the bombs go off again and, and like, well, the party's over. And what do they do? They go back to their trenches and they start fighting again. What just what if? What if we had decided, I'm not gonna go back I'm not gonna go back to the chaotic life, the chaos 
in the kingdom. I'm not gonna go back and live that life anymore. I am going to live out this life of peace that God has given to me. What if you chose today on this Christmas Eve that no matter what, you're gonna live the life of peace that God has for you? What if you would, you would, you, your life would, you would be intentional about allowing Jesus to lead your life? There's a passage in the Bible in Matthew 16, 24, where Jesus talks about this, but I want to read it from a, kind of a paraphrased version called the Message Bible. And I just want you to listen to how he words these thoughts that Jesus communicates to us. And it says here, anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. Anyone who wants to follow Jesus, who wants the Prince of Peace in their life, they have to allow Jesus to lead. He says, you're not in the driver's seat. I am. And you're safer that way. It's better that way. Don't run from suffering, embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to finding yourself, your true self. What kind of deal is it to get everything you want but lose yourself? What could you ever trade for your soul? He's basically saying, how is it working out in your life with you in the lead? You leading you, how is that working? And if that's working, fine, okay. But if not, if you're here tonight, it's like, I want that peace that you're talking about. I want the Prince of Peace to lead my life. Then you're gonna have to let him lead. When you have humbled your heart and you've received his gift, don't go back to war. Let him lead. 1989, which was not that long ago. <laughs> I had gone through a series of disappointments in my life. I was in college, and I was driving a taxi cab, a cab driver as I was going to college in downtown Minneapolis. And through these series of disengagements, and in my spiritual immaturity, I made the decision to disengage from my faith. I just kind of put God on a shelf, and I was upset with God. You ever had one of those moments? It's, it's okay to be upset with God. It's just kind of how you respond to it that, that really matters. And I was just a, a, a dis, disengaged from God, and I was going through a, a season where I had a lot of questions, and I began to literally just deconstruct my faith. And I, I just had all these questions in my mind, but yet I wasn't really pursuing the answers. A lot of people live in their lives like that. And so I, I just decided to ignore God. And then one night, I'm not going to get into it right now, but a, a series of, of events that happened where God made himself abundantly clear to me. Did you ever have one of those moments that God just makes himself abundantly clear? And it's in those moments you have a decision. What am I going to do about this? That was clearly God. And now I have a decision. And that night, that spring night on 26th Avenue and 1st Street and, 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 downtown, and downtown Minneapolis, I made the decision that I was going to humble my heart, that I was going to receive that gift that God had given to me. 
And I made that decision that from there on, I'm gonna let him lead. And God began, in other words, I began to draw near to God. Instead of running from him, I began to come towards him. And I began to, to notice that the more I draw close to God, the more he came close to me. And I discovered the Prince of Peace really does exist because he existed in my heart. And I've been living my life that way ever since. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say, hey, it's been a, a life free of chaos because there's lots of chaos in my life. But I have a peace. In fact, the Bible says, it is a peace that passes all understanding. I have a peace. The gift of peace can only come through God's son, Jesus Christ. And that's what Christmas is all about. Do you have the gift of God's peace in your life? Jesus tells us this. He says, I'm leaving you with a gift. And it's peace, peace of mind and peace of heart. And the peace I give is gift the world cannot give. Tonight, I wanna ask you again, I don't know where you are in your faith journey. Maybe it's been a whole year since you've been back in church. I'm glad you're here tonight. I'm glad you're watching with us online. We're not talking about church attendance. We're talking about your heart. Do you have the peace of God in your heart? And if you do not have that peace, you can receive that peace. The greatest gift that God could give to you, God wants to give you tonight. But you're gonna to have to first humble your heart. Wherever you're at right now, I just wanna ask you to just close your eyes and just have a kind of a connection time with God. I'm gonna ask you to humble your heart. That means to take your eyes off of yourself and put your eyes on God. Am I at peace with God? And if you're here tonight and you are not at peace with God, I encourage you to ask to receive his gift. To receive God's gift is as simple as this. If that's you tonight, you're watching online, just say, God, I need you. Tonight, on this Christmas Eve, I want to invite the Prince of Peace to come and live inside of me. I'm hungry for peace. I need your peace tonight. Will you come and forgive me? Will you come and, and challenge me to live for you and show me the way? God, I need your peace. Come and live inside of me tonight. In Jesus' name. And if you've prayed that prayer tonight, or you've prayed that prayer many moons ago, many Christmas Eves ago, that is great. Thank you, God, for his gift. But now I want to tell you, make the decision tonight on this Christmas Eve that I'm walking out these doors tonight a different person because I'm letting him lead. Every time I lead, it seems to go back to war and chaos. Tonight, I'm living for him. I'm letting him lead. And I'm going to tell you, when I let him lead, when I let him lead with me, all of a sudden the conflict that I have towards others seems to dissipate. All of a sudden the, the need to ask for forgiveness or to forgive those who've hurt me becomes even greater and I had the strength to do that in Jesus' name. On this Christmas Eve, I'm going to, 
we're gonna take a time of communion. Hopefully you received one of these cups when you walked in the doors tonight. If you did not, will you simply just raise your hand and our ushers will find you. We have some folks back there. I'll give you a moment here. We at Thrive Church, <laughs> we, you don't need to be a member of Thrive Church to take communion. We serve an open communion here. And we do this just for that symbolic reason why we celebrate Christmas. To remember the Prince of Peace has come into our lives to change our world, to change our life. We remember how he did it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus, that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. And we know this, if you'll hold the bread, that, that Jesus came to the earth to die on the cross for our sins. Not only your sins, but the sins of all mankind. That's how God can give that gift so freely. But it took an ultimate sacrifice, a God-sized sacrifice, a, a sacrifice that only his son could give. And so as we partake of the bread tonight, we remember his sacrifice. Can we all partake together? And we hold the juice. The juice, the cup. We remember the blood that was spilled on that cross. And, and some say it was that blood was the ink that God gave the signature on our freedom papers. I like the way that that's spoken. Tonight, I want you to just, just say, thank you, God, for my freedom papers. Thank you for the freedom that came from your blood. Tonight, we remember this ultimate gift. Shall we partake together? Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Can we just give God a praise? Let's just thank him tonight. Let's just thank him. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Tonight, if you're here and you made the decision to humble your heart, tonight for the first time, you received the gift of God's only son. All your eternity has just changed. Remember that part in the Christmas story where the angels rejoiced? You remember that part? Well, right now, when you prayed that prayer, all of heaven rejoiced. Those same angels, those same angels were rejoicing. Can we just rejoice with them tonight for our salvation? You received that gift. If you've humbled your heart, received that gift, and you've made Jesus, you're letting him lead your life. Tonight, I, I, don't, I want you to walk out, and I want you to have some direction. And so we have well, a new believer's Bible. And it's, it has some great insights. Some of you are like, well, where do I go from here? What, where, where do I go? what are my next steps? Well, first of all, you, I would say your next steps, get one of these Bibles, and then let me see you this Sunday. Get into a church. We would love to have you to be a part of Thrive Church. We meet every Sunday at, at, at 10 a.m. and there's lots of activities and groups that get together. We would love for you to join our church. But this free gift is for you. Just find these people back at the guest center and they want to bless you with that. 
as we close out this service on this Christmas Eve.